Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friend. J.T. DeVolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Live. And you know what that means? It's time to talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you are tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for the High Altitude Mentorship Show brought to you, as always, by flywithjt.com, that is flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, in its entirety right now, and as well as staying connected to the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming up here, and especially in these last few weeks of the year as we stare down the business end of 2016, which is right around the corner. So get yourself over to flywithjt.com so you can stay connected with everything we've got going on. Lots of cool stuff coming down the path. Including this, today is really going to be the very first of a series of shows that we're going to be doing over the next several weeks, a little something I call the keys to high performance, keys to high performance. And really what this is designed to be is I'm going to be talking about a lot of topics that sometimes go into a laundry list, right? These are the characteristics of high performers, or these are the characteristics of elite entrepreneurs, or the characteristics or the keys to success, so on and so forth. And a lot of times, you'll hear these discussed sort of as a you know a combination of a bunch of different things. And I've done that in the past, where it's been like the you know five things or seven things and so on and so forth. But what I thought is, I really want to go deep on these topics because I think they're so important. And as entrepreneurs and high performance individuals that we are, it's important that we go deep sometimes as opposed to just wide. So as opposed to giving you seven things or five things or 12 things or 26 things, I'm going to give you just one thing, and we're going to go deep on each one of those topics over the next several weeks. So, of course, make sure you stay tuned here every single Wednesday, as you always do. But uh, this this is really going to kick off this, this series that I like to call the Keys to High Performance, something that uh, I'm really excited about. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is one of the most important keys to high performance, something that I myself am a huge proponent of and something that I have you know, really invested my life in. But more importantly, I have seen it make transformational differences, huge changes in the lives of not just the people that I work with, but also in my own life as I have worked with uh, folks in this area. What's this thing I'm talking about? What is this key to high performance? Well, this week's key to high performance is coachability. I'm talking about the ability to take direction, the ability to take on constructive criticism, not just take it on, but actually seek it out. And of course, to be able to receive and put into action the guidance that you get from a mentor, a coach, or somebody who's there to help you kind of along your mission. I think this is one of the most important keys to success because what it does 
is it allows you to really strengthen your strengths, to bolster your strengths. It allows you to see the blind spots that aren't always obvious to us. And every one of us has blind spots. I've got coaches in my life, people that I turn to, not just for advice, but actual strategic sort of direction, right? Somebody that uh, I reach out to quite a bit, my business coach, uh, is a fantastic guy. Just He's an awesome human being, and it's important to have those people in your life that you can turn to, that you can trust, and that you're willing to really, you know, sort of surrender yourself to in a, in, in a sense. And that, and that word is hard for me to spit out. The word surrender is not easy. Maybe it's the Maybe it's the old Navy pilot in me. We, we don't surrender easily. But as an entrepreneur, you have to be in a position where you're ready to actually learn. That, that old saying, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, is definitely applicable here. We have to constantly be aware of if our blinders are on or if our, if, if our mind and heart are closed we have to constantly be saying to ourselves, I am ready to receive a message. It could be any message. It could be the message. But more importantly, that we are primed and ready to take on board the instruction of a great teacher, somebody who can guide us. You know, Star Wars coming out this weekend. We all know about the story and the connection between Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Yoda was his teacher, his mentor. And there were times when, when Luke... In his course, especially if you follow the series, you remember Empire Strikes Back, he wasn't exactly that coachable, right? You can even go back and remember in the later parts of the series, which I guess were earlier in the, in the, in the chronology, really, of the story, but when Anakin Skywalker, who goes on to become Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker was not exactly coachable. And you see how that worked out for him. It's very interesting the coachability has so many teaching points. There's so many uh, lessons that can be learned through pop culture, even through sports. You'll see some of the great athletes, the great performers in sport are those individuals who are open to coaching, who can be guided and who can be mentored and who, who, can, be, who can be shown the way. Now, in some cases, especially early on in the performer's uh, career, whether it's an athlete or an entrepreneur, there is a molding part of the, of the relationship, right, where they have to allow themselves to kind of feel a little bit like putty in a way, not to where they're, you know, giving up their power, not to where you become, you know, brainwashable. That's not what we're talking about. But in the very beginning, early stages, it can be a little bit painful. Sometimes you have to learn the basic techniques, and those basic techniques seem uh, almost too simple, and they seem almost ineffective. A great example of this is if you've ever seen the movie Karate Kid, young Daniel-san, he's not so thrilled to be painting houses and waxing cars and sanding wooden decks for his mentor, Mr. Miyagi. But Mr. Miyagi, through patience and through perseverance, demonstrates to young Daniel-san the importance of learning that skill set. Number one, it's attention to detail. Number two, it's you know, doing something bigger than yourself. Number three, frankly, there was a lot of value in building those muscles. His soft muscles needed that break-in period before he could be strong enough to block a punch or a kick or any other blow that was coming toward him. And so it took that sort of discipline that was not necessarily a part of his everyday life to be ingrained in him through doing household chores. 
But see, that's what I'm talking about. In the beginning stages, the the student has to be has to be somewhat malleable, has to be able to and willing to be molded in a way that will allow them to take that next step on the journey. And that could be really hard, especially if we're, you know, older than a couple of years of age. You know, if you're not a teenager, being moldable is a difficult thing. And sometimes you say, well, yeah, but teenagers are total, you know, they're very difficult to get along with. I can't speak from that experience yet. However, I will say this, that in all the work that I've done with entrepreneurs, even people over the age of 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 are sometimes not moldable. There's that sense that they they don't want to be pushed around or they don't want to be taken advantage of. They have those blinders up. The ego gets in the way a little bit. And so it's extremely important that we approach that uh, sort of that relationship, the coaching relationship, from a place of trust. So you've got to find a coach that you can trust, somebody that you can lean on, somebody that's knowledgeable and has the experience, certainly, but also has the chops, has the ability to teach and to coach. There's a lot of people out there calling themselves coaches who maybe shouldn't be using that term uh, when they describe what they do. But that's a topic for another day. We're not here to talk about how to select a coach. What we're talking about is you, how to be coachable, because coachability is one of those key factors in high performance. So let's talk about this. There are really six things that I want to share with you today, six ways to become coachable or to dial in your coachability. The first one is you have to be humble, right? You have to be humble. There's a sense of humility that comes on both sides, both the coach and the person being coached. There's a sense that, at least on the coach's side, you have to approach it with a place of humility to say, this isn't a power trip, okay? This isn't about me enforcing my will or being heard. It's about, uh, about the coach giving their best wisdom to help the performer go to that next level in business, life, sports, whatever the area of expertise is. As an entrepreneur, you want a business coach or an entrepreneur coach that's been down the path before. They don't necessarily have to be in the same field as you. They don't necessarily have to have the same profession or the same product or the same you know, uh, service that you do, but certainly it helps if they have. What you truly want, though, is somebody who's humble enough to be able to show the whole story to you to be able to talk about not just the triumphs, triumphs, but the setbacks and the failures and the pain. To be able to be vulnerable enough and open enough to share with you where they misstepped. Now, sometimes that goes into a place where we may not want to go. As the coach, you may regret some of the choices you've made. You may regret that you weren't stronger, more aware, or what have you. And so there, ha- there takes some humility on the coach's side, right, to be able to properly guide and fully coach another person. And so as you're seeking out a coach, make sure that they are somebody who comes from a degree of humility. Now don't confuse humility with being soft or, you know, being un, you know, lacking the self-confidence because obviously you don't want to go down that path either. You want somebody who's confident but has that sense of humility. But when it comes to being a coachable person, to having coachability to dial up your high performance in your business and life, you do want to come from a place of humility, realizing that this is not a power trip. Because if the coach and the student enter into a tug-of-war of wills or a tug-of-war of egos, nothing gets done. It just becomes a massive waste of time, money, energy, resources, and so on. That humility is extremely important. We have to approach the coaching relationship from a place of being ready to learn. Now, 
this kind of brings me to the second part of coachability, and that is we have to be open to feedback and criticism. I will tell you this. Some of the most difficult conversations I have ever had in my life have been with my coaches and my mentors. Why? Because their job is to point out the blind spots. And sometimes we're so self-assured as entrepreneurs, right? We feel like we are the kings of our or queens of our destiny. We know that we can make this thing work. And sometimes when we approach it from that almost type A type behavior, it's difficult to take on that feedback or that criticism, right? Or maybe we've had experience in the past and now we're transitioning over to a new field or opening a new business. We might have years and years and years, decades of experience, but we have to be open to the feedback and the criticism. The one thing I can tell you that I love about my clients as a coach is watching somebody whose cup is completely empty, willing to learn, willing to take it all on board, actually asking for the feedback, seeking out the criticism, not from a place of you know, self-deprecation or self-flagellation, but really from a place of saying, I really want to learn and grow. I want to move forward. I want to take on a whole new level of understanding, not just of the process, not just of the business, but also an understanding of myself. I want to become more self-aware. And when you're open to that feedback and criticism, boy, I'll tell you what, it will skyrocket your results, especially if you're, if you're tuned in and dialed into a great coach. Now, the third aspect of coachability is you've got to be an action taker. <laughs> Have you ever had an experience where you've seen a person who has the best resources in the world, right? They've got great coaches, great direction, and yet they're not taking on board what's being taught to them. Oh, sure, they're open to the coaching. They're open to the feedback and criticism. You'll see them nod their head. They'll say, yeah, you're absolutely right, taking great notes, but then fail to turn around and implement those notes. Now, that can be a very frustrating thing to see and to observe or to even be a part of. Being an action taker is a prerequisite for success anyway. Being an action taker is a prerequisite for being a high performer. And so, for the most part, this is almost sort of a, well, gee whiz, no kidding type of conversation, but it is worth discussing. It is worth mentioning that being an action taker doesn't just mean being motivated and enthusiastic and ready to go. It means being able to take that tough criticism and actually implementing it quickly, soon after, if not immediately after, the feedback and the criticism has been, has been offered. Being an action taker is, of course, one of the key aspects to success, but most importantly, I think it's, a real, it's, it's, it's an indication of character. Let's put it that way. Somebody who's willing to take the direction and, and move forward, take the criticism and move forward, take the feedback and move forward, that is an indication of their character. It says, what you have provided me, this feedback, this criticism, so what, so forth, is so valuable that I have to get it going. I have to breathe life into it by, by putting it into forward progress. And being coachable is all about taking action. It's just foundational. Absolutely. Now, the next aspect of being coachable is you have to be willing to grow and to change. This is different than being an action taker. Being willing to grow and change is almost more difficult than any of them. Right? Because we can come, come here and say, hey, I'm going to be humble. I'm going to take this on board. We can say, I'm open to feedback and criticism, and we can even take into action, put into action what's being told to us. But 
for the for the for the action to really do its good, right? For the feedback and the guidance and the and, and the even the the constructive criticism to really really do what it's here to do, to get the maximum benefit from the coaching. We have to be willing to grow and to change. Sometimes that means taking gambles. Sometimes that means taking massive chan- chances. It means going way outside of your comfort zone. It means sometimes feeling a little bit of pain. It means doing the stuff that the people around us who aren't involved in the coaching relationship, could be people close to us, are telling us, are you sure? You're crazy. That person told you to do that? Come on. Let's go, let's go off to the bar and have a few drinks. Don't worry about that. You can you could be successful in a high performer another day. Don't worry about what your coach is saying. You see, it's extremely important to always constantly, 100% of the time, be willing to grow and to change and to take that on board, again, almost as a character trait on the DNA level, a core value, if you will. To be coachable means you have to be open to growth. You have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to do things differently than you've done in the past because sometimes that's what it really takes. That's the, oftentimes, not sometimes, but oftentimes, almost, almost every time, that's exactly what a coach does. They illuminate those areas, sometimes those blind spots or those dark spots where we have to make those subtle tweaks. And sometimes all it is is a subtle tweak. You say, well, gee, if I'd have thought of that myself, I wouldn't need the coach. But that's the whole point behind the coach. The coach is flipping the light switch on and acting as that beacon to show the way to demonstrate what is blind to us or what has been missed perhaps even in the past. So you've got to be willing to, to grow. You've got to be open to change. You've got to be willing to get uncomfortable and step outside of that comfort zone and that, and that box that we've been living in. All of this brings me to my fifth point. To truly be coachable you have to be willing to release control. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. This is easily one of the biggest challenges that I had and still continue to have is this sense of releasing control, to sort of have faith in the process, have faith in the coach, have faith in myself within that program, within that process. Because when you release control, you finally get out of your own way. And what's interesting is a lot of times that's what people say to me when they approach me about coaching. Hey, I just need somebody to help me get out of my own way. Okay, great, fantastic. But guess what? First, you have to be willing to release control. It doesn't mean you're giving up your company, right? It doesn't mean giving up uh, stock in your company or ownership in your company. You still have ownership. In fact, that's an important piece to it is you've got to maintain ownership psychologically, emotionally, physically, literally, financially, and all of that. But releasing the control means I don't always have to be right. Releasing the control means sometimes I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to make mistakes. Releasing control means I trust you even if perhaps I don't feel that this is the right thing. Like I'm, I'm very uncomfortable here and I feel like I always have to have my hands on the wheel. Sometimes we have to relinquish control to a coach or to a mentor or to somebody and say, you can drive and I will learn and observe so that I may grow, so that I may change and make that transformation. Releasing control can be a massive, massive jump of faith, leap of faith for some people. But it's extremely important if you intend to be a coachable person. 
And finally, I think this is as important as all of this stuff. And you hear this, you hear this a lot on the on the uh, high altitude mentorship show here. But coachability is about being connected to a purpose, being connected to a mission. Sometimes that's what you're getting coached on, right? The work that I do with my entrepreneurs and the and my high achievers are people that are uh, looking to refine and dial into their purpose and their mission. Some people know what their purpose is. Others are on that journey and that path to seek it out. But you have to at least be connected to a purpose, connected to a mission, connected to the concept of figuring out and defining that and refining it and getting crystal clear on it. Being coachable says I am connected to a purpose because I'm reaching out to another gifted human being, a talented human being, somebody who has walked the path before me, and now I'm ready to learn at their feet. I'm willing to take their lead and sometimes show that I can lead as well. And when you're connected to your purpose, when you're on your mission, being coachable is almost effortless at that point. It's a very exciting thing to see, and I love to watch that, that light flip on in the, in the eyes of my students and of my clients. And so coachability is so important. It's one of these major keys to high performance. But what I love about it is that it really does encompass some of the greatest traits of the most elite high performers in any walk of life, sports, art, music, industry, business, you name it. Being coachable comes down to six things. Number one, being humble, both the coach and the student, being humble. Number two, being open to the feedback and the criticism and the education that comes with that relationship. Number three, being an action taker, meaning you take on that information, you take on that guidance and do something with it. Don't let it just sit stagnant inside your heart and mind and on your notes, but rather put it into action each and every single day. Number four, being willing to grow and to change being willing to step outside of that comfort zone, being willing to do the painful, frightening, sometimes downright audacious things that are required to take your game to that next level. It means also, number five, releasing control, and finally, being connected to a purpose and a mission. When you have these six things in play, my friends, you'll start to feel that you are more than just coachable. You're also somebody who can go out and coach another person. You can show and guide other people. You can be that leader, that inspirational leader, a leader that this world desperately needs right now. And so today and every single day, take on board these six traits of coachability. Make these keys to your high-performance success. Put them into action and watch your success and your results grow as you become more and more coachable along the way. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern right here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.